Great job, Curtis Calhoun, on the headlines. Hey, that was nice. That is a Washington State Murrow School of Communication graduate right there. And that's because uh, Neil was in an intervention, right? They were having an intervention in the other room with Neil? Is that right? Well, they're wondering, should they continue uh-huh. to have an endorsement for a penal implant? Hey, hey. I've got something I think you'll find interesting. Do we have a, I don't know if this is a Lunch with Listeners topic. It really isn't, but just kind of an interesting little well, quirky before story. Before you go like. there, Lunch with Listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Uh, one of you, by, by, uh, by participating uh, this hour, we will give you a gift card to the world's greatest sandwich shop with three wonderful locations across the Seattle area. If you're not in Seattle, you need a reason to come downtown before uh, Mayor uh, Tolerson uh, puts a toll on the city. Come on down. And get a gift card to the Other Coast Cafe. Three great spots, Ballard, Queen Anne, and also uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, Other Coast Cafe brings you a lunch with listeners. We'll, we're going to dive back into the NFL draft, but guess what do you got for me? I've got uh, from something called WalletHub.com. <laughs> they sent me a, a, a list of the 50 states ranked by most addicted to gambling, uh, gambling friendliness rank, and gambling problem and treatment rank. <laughs> so, so like, Perfect. we can start with addicted. Uh, who do you think, where, where do you think, the uh, state by state, the state that has the most overall people addicted to gambling? What, Vegas? Go with the obvious one. Nevada, Nevada, excuse me. Nevada. Second? I mean, you're never going to guess. So South, Sec- South Dakota. Really? South Dakota. Well, and again, nothing this is to like really a, do there. Yeah, so it's gamble. a per capita. It's not, no, it's per, you know, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's all done. Montana. Third is Montana. How about that? And I'm in Montana. I, I'll never forget. I moved to Montana right oh, out of college in Indiana in 1983, and I walked into a bar. I said, what's that? And it's a video poker machine. I said, you're kidding me. Did that happen in Missoula? Uh, I was in Bozeman. Okay, Bozeman. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. I, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I probably shouldn't have been ga- I wasn't gambling a ton. I shouldn't have been gambling anything. I wasn't making any money. But I'm like, well, this is kind of fun to go down to the bar and see if you can make a little cash. Montana. Specifically, Missoula, Montana, mm-hmm. is the uh, the home, the author of my favorite bar of all time. Is that right? It's called The Ox. The Ox. You ever been to The Ox in I have Missoula, not been. I've not done a lot of time in Missoula. I'm a loyal well, bobcat, and I don't do a lot of time in well, Missoula. Well, back in the day, which, once they got rid of the uh, the Gentleman's Club, this one establishment. In they Missoula, had a Gentleman's Club called The Ox? Hold on. This one establishment <laughs> called The Ox in one building, uh-huh. in one little area had uh, gambling, mm-hmm. poker, it was a bar. Mm-hmm. It was a greasy spoon diner, yeah. which served the greatest JJ's chicken fried steak, mm-hmm. where it came on two plates: the chicken fried steak and the gravy on one. On the other plate, both about the size of saucers, was the eggs and the hash brown. Oh, that's fantastic! And then the fourth thing there beside it was the uh, gentleman's club. You could kill it all in every vice sure, that yeah. a man needs: yeah. gambling, drinking, eating chicken fried steak. And and boobies all under one uh, umbrella. It's a one stop shop. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And now they've got rid of the gentlemen's club, but everything else remains. Uh, yeah. Now the Ox yeah. in Missoula, Montana. Stop on yeah. by, and they got travelers' cups on your way out of the building too. Yeah, my my my, uh, my longtime friend, our longtime friend Kevin Calabro, once said about gentlemen's club. Says, yeah, yeah, you see a lot of gentlemen going in and out of the door of your <laughs> typical gentlemen's club. All right, so Montana, where where is uh, where's well, Washington? Well, here's what I want to get to. So Mississippi is fourth, and Louisiana is fifth. This is in the overall uh, uh, addicted uh, issue. Okay. okay? Now uh, we go down to the other end of the spectrum, Washington. 45th. We apparently don't have a lot of gambling addicted well, folks. Thanks to Gregoire because we can't we can't legally bet online. I think that's it because when we get down to the other thing which is the gambling friendliness rank. 
Now, again, Nevada is first, as you'd expect. Montana second, South Dakota third, Oregon fourth in terms of gambling friendliness because they've had the, the pro sports stuff down there yeah. for years, right? Now, again, we go down to the other end of that spectrum. Washington is 43rd in terms of gambling-friendly states. So dumb. It's just so – it's the dumbest thing I've ever – who cares what people do with their own money and their own time? You know who – it's surprising. There's, so there's – obviously there's uh, five st- – six states behind us. Seven, I guess. Uh, and, and that's uh, Alaska. That surprises me a little bit. Yeah, it bit. does. Uh, North Carolina and Alabama both surprised me. I would think Alabama, with as big as football is down there, they'd have, you know, but but again, this is legal. Bi- maybe Bible Belt. Yeah, and this is lottery church. and legalized, you know, gambling that is regulated. Is, I'm is, giving $1,000 each Sunday to the con man at the church. That's right. I don't have money to spend, <laughs> on, right. I don't have money to spend on gambling for on, on the old Crimson Tide. Now, here's an interesting weird number for you. At least I found it was. So Hawaii has the 49th friendliest gambling state. There's not a lot of opportunities. I think it's... Technically, maybe illegal in Hawaii. Okay. All of gambling is illegal. So, 49th friendliest, fifth highest problem gambling rate is Hawaii. Jeez. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's crazy. Mississippi is the first most problem gamblers per huh. capita. Mississippi, second, New Jersey, uh, third is Illinois, fourth is Missouri, and fifth is Hawaii. Which, which. That's, that boggles me. Yeah. I don't quite understand that. The New Jersey one, that's interesting. It's a great segue into something I've just had on my notes forever. And it's and any day now we should hear. I don't know why they can't just do this now, but at any moment, any day, any week, we should find out from the U.S. Supreme Court, mm-hmm. who is hearing the case of, of uh, uh, Governor uh, Chris Christie, uh, his case on gambling. The voters there passed gambling in New Jersey. Right. Then they struck it down, the federal government, and so he they took him to court. And he, they, everyone assumes that Chris Christie and the state of New Jersey will win this, and they will be able to have legalized gambling. They've already set up like the racetracks there. To, they've already built in sports books, ready to go, mm-hmm. as everyone feels that this will be passed. The thought is then the, the domino effect will be any state that wants it will go and challenge and they'll win. Well, right. they most likely will win. And, uh, and then it will set up this whole where Nevada will not be the only state anymore uh, to have legalized sports gambling that we'll see, you know, casinos around here. I don't know how to, I don't know what the rules and regulations with the tribe would be. I, I'm not sure. But, you know, I would assume you'd be able to go to Emerald Downs. There might be a sports book there. You go to Snoqualmie Casino. You'll go to uh, the EQC, Monk, shoot all the tribe casinos around here uh, that you'll be able to have a sports book and legalized gambling. And I cannot wait. Yeah, I and I, I it may not be quite as easy as what you're making, but it will eventually. Once right. it's le- yeah. it, it will become that. And there's two interesting. If we, if we want to go down this road, we could. There's two interesting things here. Uh, we we could get my old friend Smoking Dave Coconut. Sure. Because I'd be interested in what the Vegas feel for this. I would think Vegas is fighting this, but maybe they're not. Maybe Vegas feels like the know. pie is big enough. We, you know, people don't. We they know. Look, they're not dumb in Vegas. They know guys are betting. Every well, state of the union. I, I don't know what the official number. I want to say illegal ga- gambling in the country is five billion. Oh, it's well. The Super what's, Bowl is the best barometer of that. That the Super Bowl, you know, what's wagered legally. I want to say it's a hundred million dollars wagered legally in in Vegas, and it's something. Estimates are like five or eight times that amount that's yeah. wagered illegally around the country. I mean, it's it's you know, it's we are we are way past this. For well, happening, and, and eventually it, it it should happen, yeah. and uh, and it will. Uh, where is it? I think I'm way off on probably. Um, yeah, I'm way off on my number. Way off. Forbes. This was in 2015. Quickly, is 93 billion mm-hmm. uh, was illegally wagered on the NFL and college football. Yeah, 93 billion billion. So, wow. Man, think of that. 
Well, here's the other thing I'll propose, and I'll make I'll, I'll put a, a phone call. A legendary, a former almost live uh, writer and performer, Ed Wyatt, who's one of okay. my best friends. Ed, had, on my show for years, was our South Seas gambling correspondent. Yeah. Whenever we had any question about what was going on in Australia and gambling, we talked to Ed. Ed actually has, has, has worked with a company producing some content. You're gambling in Australia. There is no taboo at all. You can pretty much bet it's like in England. You can bet on anything you want all the time. It's the only the taboo time. place. It is, it's here. I'd, I'd be interested in hearing, uh, and Ed has dual citizenship now, but he's an American living in Australia for the last, God, Ed's been down there 20 years now, and hear what he thinks, you know, are there social ills to be concerned about? Are there things that are, because I, 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 we went and visited Ed in 2000, and Puck, imagine this, this blew my mind. We got there and we'd flown, you know, all, and they, they tell you when you get there, you get there at like 8 in the morning and say, stay up all day if you can. Or you'll never oh, get over the jet lag. Oh, I got you. So we immediately turned to some of our old friends, alcohol and gambling. God bless you. And and we're sitting at Ed's apartment. I remember the house with his wife, and and he says, "Well, you want to you want to gamble on the horse races?" And I said, "Well, I, I do not feel like going to a track." No, and he goes, "No, no, 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 no." Because they're on a closed circuit TV that we get here, and we can pick up the phone and punch in some numbers, and we can well, get. Yeah. And, and 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 now this is two thousand. Yeah. Understand? You know, I'm like. My mind was blown, and I mean, now the technology is so far beyond that, but that they were already like, oh, hell yeah, we want people to be able to sit in their house and bet. We don't care. You don't have to come out to the When's track. When's the last time you've been to Vegas? Uh, it's been a couple of years. They have an app now. Once you land there, you, 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 you download a sports gambling app. And you can just start. You walk around and just start placing bets left and right. You don't have and, to go into the sports book and no, stand in line. No. That's awesome. This, you sit. Yeah. Yes, you sit in the Vegas Knights game. Yeah. In your seats, drinking your beer. Mm-hmm. Watching the game and betting, you know, I I don't bet on hockey, but bet on the periods. You can bet it right there. It's going to be the same thing, right? And I think they're still trying to figure it out because you know the NFL's little dirty little dance with gambling, right? Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing. And I think because it's a, I would assume a Nevada law, you're going to be sitting in that brand new Vegas stadium, betting on quarters. You're sitting in your seat making wagers on all the games. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see because you see the NFL. But oh, I don't know about this. But there is so much money to be made from this, and and I I think it's it's interesting to to kind of want you know what what will it be like? And How about he, instead of taxing and tolling people mm-hmm. coming into your city mm-hmm. like like Mayor Tolerson wants to do here? Mm-hmm. How about we just legalize <laughs> sports gambling, and then we have that pay for all of the the homeless, and we pay for the schools and all of that stuff? I don't know. Well, that what seems if, like a, a nice idea? And what if you didn't have to go to a casino? What if you made it like a lottery ticket? What if I can go down to the convenience store on Sunday morning at nine thirty in the morning yeah. and pay whatever I pay and it's, say I want to do a a, a, a six team NFL parlay today or whatever just to have a little fun and now now look the people start talk about the 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 idea of the problem gambling and there will be that of there course. will be people and and you know so do we regulate it for everyone because there are a few now they're saying uh according to the may excuse me according to the mayo clinic which i never understood why you named a medical clinic after mayonnaise that I seems weird know. to me according to the mayo clinic gambling disorder as it's defined affects about 1% to 3% of U.S. adults. 1% to 3 Gambling, and, and, uh, they're, they're, and they're saying that the U.S. That's consumers... That's low, right? Yeah, U.S. consumers experience over $100 billion per year in total gambling losses. Now, there are people that are going to have problems, there's no doubt, and they probably already have them. People they have prob- problems with alcohol, but right. alcohol is legal. People have yeah. problems with, I would assume... Uh, 
marijuana. Although I've ne- I'll be honest, I've never truly come across someone who's addicted to marijuana. But I mean, I, I know that they're out there. <laughs> doesn't make them a bad person. Doesn't make them a bad person. But I, I mean, there's oh, of course, any type of vice you introduce, there's going to be someone that takes it too far. When I first came to Seattle, I worked with somebody, uh, and it's no one anyone would know. But I worked with someone, and I was very surprised because you know, again, the, your stereotypes. She was a woman. And she and I were talking one night, and she says, "You know, I'm I'm a gambling addict because I've actually yeah. had to get some help because I and I as a, how how is that even possible? And this is again, this is 1991 card rooms. Yeah. She was go she was spending her days and afternoons in card rooms. So that it's always existed. The idea of problems has always existed. So it can happen. Uh, but again, do we decide because one to three percent may have a problem? Do we decide everyone then has to pay for something that that you know is is something a lot of people would enjoy and would raise money? I mean, how much money are we raising since we legalized pot in this state? I don't know the figure off the top of my head, but, but, it, it, but it's been but, a financial, a signi- of course. It's plus, been a, it's been a benefit here, and it was a benefit in Colorado. Do you think more guys would gamble if they if they thought? Do you do you think there's a percentage of guys I, that I, don't gamble because it's illegal? I think there's a uh, yes, like that are nervous yes. about. If, yes. if I said, yes. if I said to Jackson, "Hey, let's put a hundred bucks on the game tonight," I got a guy. I'll give you his number. Just and, call and, him, and you might say, "I don't know, guess it's, it's well." It's, and you can't do it here, although there, there's been some times where you're kind of grandfathered into certain sites, and you can still gamble, um, uh, you know, illegally on the websites that are around Bovada. Yeah, right? right, right now, you can't go set up an account at Bovada. Right, but because, I, it, because yeah. you you're in this state or any of those types of any of those types of websites, and I don't know just. Most people, if you're kind of on the fringe about gambling, do they know a guy who knows a guy who can yeah. make a bet for them? I mean, not and, a lot of people probably know that. And and I don't know, maybe I have a guy like maybe that. I'm blowing it for everyone, but there are certainly ways around the wall that Washington has tried to build. Sure. They made it a class. Isn't it a felony yeah. to gamble on a yeah. website in Washington? Yeah. It, well, thanks, uh, Gregoire. Now, now I, I don't think we've seen people break down the doors and get dragged out in their underwear trying to bet on the Falcons game this week. No. But, but that day's coming. You're right. You're right. There, there are ways around it. Uh, lunch with listeners. You want to participate. You can weigh in on this. You want gambling to be legal everywhere. Uh, 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. Brought to you by the Other Coast uh, Cafe. And then also, I want to, when we were talking about the draft earlier, and I, and I gave you, you know, some of those figures when you look at the draft uh, for the Seahawks, going back to 2013, 2013, 14, and 15. Uh, they drafted, what did they draft, 17? They drafted 28 players in those three years. In 13, 14, 15 combined, 28. Three of them remain on the football team. The 2016 draft, seven of their 10 selections remain on the team. And the players left are Jermaine Effetti, Jaron Reed, C.J. Proceis, Nick Vanette, Reese Odiambo, Quentin Jefferson, Joey Hunt. Ten of the 11 remain on last year's team. Uh, all but uh, Justin Sr. and uh, Malik McDowell, who was on the roster this week. So, But McDowell's never going to play again. Right. These have not been stellar drafts. They, in fact, the, the, the 13, 14, and 15 have been awful. They are the exact opposite of what you would consider a stellar draft and, to be. And, and certainly the 16 draft... I, I don't know. It, nothing's wild. I mean, I like Reed, and I have a love affair with C.J. Proceis, but he can't stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Effetti, they're trying to replace Jermaine Effetti every single week. I would say that's been a disaster, really, for the most part. Last year, I guess it's still, you know, I liked um, Nazir Jones and, and, and guys like that that they got. Or was Nazir Jones? No, Nazir Jones was last year. They, um, so there are some nice pieces there and some of the secondary guys, but, you know, it's that's too early to tell. 
My question for Seahawks fans with the draft starting on Thursday would be is, have you lost faith a little bit? Not completely, but have you lost faith a little bit in their ability to nail the draft? Or completely. I know people that have lost, yeah. that have had this conversation saying, I don't have any faith in them anymore. And there's a lot of people who think these guys have been living on borrowed time for a while. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, the, these are the people that want everybody fired. Sure. Which, you know, but is, how, yeah, I would think, I mean, are there Seahawks fans out there who have, you know, listen, I mean, they were the first three drafts were unbelievable, but I mean, since you know, going on from 13, they have not really struck any value at all. Now they traded away some of those first-round picks, Percy Harvin, Jimmy Graham, but those didn't work out. So have you lost a little bit of your, or completely lost faith in the ability of John Schneider and Pete Carroll to build up this roster? 286-9595, 1-800-829-0950. Uh, of course, Lunch with Listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Let me start first with Brad. Uh, Brad, what's for lunch today? <laughs> Well, I've got a uh, tuna melt on focaccia with some uh, uh, Thai uh, coleslaw. Thai coleslaw, huh? That's an interesting combo right there. Why Thai coleslaw? I mean, why not just regular uh, coleslaw, Brad? What do you have against American coleslaw? Well, I don't have anything against it. It's uh, it's uh, Thai coleslaw from Claim Jumper. It's the bomb. And Claim I get, Jumper. No matter what. You're no the, matter what I order there, I always get a side to take with me after I leave. So I, it was from last night, but it, yeah. but it marinates well overnight, kind of like we talked about before about enchiladas and First lasagna. First person I've so. ever met, Gas, that actually I've, I've met someone. Mm-hmm. I haven't really met Brad, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've met Brad. No, we know Brad. Yeah. That has actually been to Claim Jumper. Really? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Love stuff. that place, man. Uh, Brad, have you lost faith in the Seahawks at all in terms of their ability to draft? You know, I kind of have. I... I, I it's like you have to come up with new game plans and to, to trade away your high picks to get more draft picks every year. It's getting really old. Um, it's not only because they're failing in the draft. It's just like, you know, it's a different time, man. You need to get a superstar player. And if you can get one at 18 or even trade up a little bit, you know, at the number 10 or 12 spot and get someone better, it's like you got to go for it. I, I just I just think it's getting really, really uh, – um, boring and kind of like stale um yeah other than that um gambling wise um i would i would uh i'll just keep it as it is i mean I, I think the online stuff is is kind of a trickery if if so if you know like it's kind of one of those deceiving ways of gambling i don't really trust it unless i'm physically there all right thanks man gotcha brad i appreciate it i love this in the 49451 uh it's more illegal to gamble than shoot heroin on the streets of downtown seattle it is technically right by the by the way it's listed as a felony. So you, oh, that is that is. Well, we, we have safe. Right. Well, oh, we'll, we'll have safe houses for you to shoot up heroin. But my God, if you want to put ten dollars uh, tonight on um, on the Celtics and the Bucks, no, no, no. Yeah, but come and shoot your heroin. Boy, oh boy, I, that's a that'd be a tough choice for me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Joe is in Bothell. Uh, Joe, lunch with listeners. What are you having for lunch today? I uh, just had a big old bowl of Cap'n Crunch with Crunch Berries. I, ha- I got a chance to get home, and I just had a hankering. I Good. Love, I, uh, I uh, Captain Crunch, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I, it's the best cereal ever invented. I'm glad you went with the Crunch and Berries because <laughs> yeah. the Crunch and Berries takes it to a whole new level. And, and not that this should matter to any of us in this conversation, but wouldn't that be – wouldn't your typical dentist list that as about the number one worst thing you could do for your teeth is eat Cap'n Crunch? Probably. Yeah, which and again, and the roof yeah, of your yeah, mouth. Too. Yeah, yeah, has no bearing on our discussion here, because <laughs> who cares what they think? But I'm telling you, uh, that's what they'd say. <laughs> I love Captain Crunch. <laughs> you ever find yourself, Joe? Uh, I'm just interested in this and gas. Uh, 
You're a cereal guy, right? Are you? A cereal yeah, guy? yeah. Okay. I like. Yeah, I don't eat the sugary do, stuff. Do you like cereal more at night? This is like Jerry Seinfeld. More at night or in the morning? See, I like it more at night. I, I'm probably night, I'm a nighttime guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a morning guy, probably. But I could eat it any time. Somebody came in right now with a cereal oh. bar and some fresh milk and all that. I'd be like, all oh, right, I'm w- in. It's wonderful. Uh, all right, uh, Joe, what uh, what do you think about the draft? Is it part of you lost a little bit of faith in in Schneider and and Carroll? Yeah, absolutely. Now that being said, I, I they've got a lot of pressure. I haven't felt the team needed a great draft as badly as they do right now because they've got so many holes to fill. And so, I mean, I know that they can do it. They've obviously proven that they can. But this year, it's like, you know, we all know he's not going to stick at 18, and he just couldn't do that. So, I mean, it's, it, but we still go through the gyrations of, well, what if, what if we pick at 18? It's like, it ain't going to happen. So we're going to get some draft picks, and then we're going to sign the free agents, and, and hopefully – we have a, you know, like we did five, six years ago, and we hit it big because we have to. I mean, it's not a matter, well, we can fill a few holes. We need a great draft this year. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, and now, this isn't a thing where, like, when I've gone back and, and have, and I didn't do any of this work, this was all condota, but when you look at the 13 draft and there's no players left on their roster from that, there's only one player left from the 2014 draft. There's only two players left from the 2015 draft. It's not like those guys who are not on the team anymore are out of the NFL. I'd ask you who of that group, of those three drafts, that you desperately miss. Who? I mean, any Seahawk fan, I'd like to know who you desperately, you you desperately miss, he's not a, uh, you desperately miss Paul Richardson? No, people want Paul Richardson out of town. I mean, so which yes, is funny. They, he might be at the top of the list of they, guys you'd go. Yeah, he, they could have maybe done something with him. I get the argument. Yeah, well, they they may be on other rosters, but were they any good? I mean, think about it. Or were they were, the, were any of those guys good? So I mean, some you know, yeah, you guys are being. I see on text like you're being spoiled. I'm just pointing out that drafts that you should these guys should be a part of your team right now. In three years, you have three people remaining on the team. That's not a good draft. Uh, Robert's in Kirkland. Robert, what's for lunch? A burrito and a bong toke. <laughs> call it the B&B lunch. Can we say that Poppy, on the how air? you doing? Sure. It's awesome to have you back in Seattle, buddy. I, <laughs> did you call him? It's all right. Look, you're it's, confused. It's, Nobody's going to jump down your... Yeah, down, that's j- right. That was the other B. Um, yeah. It's the weed I talking. I kind of disagree yeah. with you about your question about the Seahawks. Okay. Long-time fan. First time caller? Uh, no, I've called many, many times, if I can remember. Um, I just feel that um, we're being too, like, picky, nitpicking everything that he's doing wrong. And there has been a lot of wrong, because you guys do showcase that. But I like to think that Pete Carroll is clean slate, get those hungry players in there, and maybe this draft we're going to get another – unknown hungry player that's going to really help out the Seahawks. I guess I'm more trying to see a positive than all this negative that I hear on the radio nowadays. Well, what I'm just saying is, who do you miss Who do you miss from the 2013 draft? If I'm if I'm in being negative, I'm just asking a question. If, if people out there sure. feel that they're disappointed, who who in the 2013 draft do you really miss? You, you, know, want, me, you want me to remind was, you right? who they... How could I tell... Well, let me remind you who they took. They took Kristen all Michael. Right. That was their first pick. How did he work out? None. Okay, Jordan Hill. Don't know. 
Chris Harper. Nope. That was a fourth-round pick. Wide receiver. Jesse Williams, uh, fifth round out of Alabama. Uh, nope. Weren't they a bench warmer? Were they ever yeah. starters? Therald Simon, who claimed he was the he owned his city where he grew up in. <laughs> I own this town. He was a fifth round pick. Uh, Luke Wilson was the best person in that draft. He was a fifth round pick, yeah. 158th overall. Because he was hungry, yeah. wanted to play. That's my point. If you get in these players that are veterans who we have gotten rid of and they lost that hunger, then bring in some new players. Okay. I know that the 2013 draft is probably not very good, considering I can't even name you know know any of those players you just named off besides Luke Wilson. But I think we have a chance, man. I'm yeah. really psyched for this team. It's a huge, I, it's a huge I'll, draft. I'll leave my words if we're horrible this year, but I'm not giving up. Yeah, it's a huge draft for him. Robert, yeah. I appreciate the phone call. Let me. I know we're way late to a break. Let me grab uh, Kyle. Kyle's in Oregon. Kyle, quickly, what are you uh, what are you having for lunch, buddy? Uh, chicken pad thai, medium spicy. All right, perfect. Uh, disappointed? You, do you feel you've lost a little bit of faith in their ability to draft? Absolutely. Uh, the stat that you brought out, well, Condota uh, brought out yeah, it's all the last work. four years where there's hardly anybody uh, on the team, uh, it, it, it paints a picture in my mind of the Seahawk War Room. And if you remember in the movie 1941, after Dan Rankin gets his uh, bell rung in the, inside the tank, yeah, now he's wearing. Next thing you see, he's wearing a stocking over his head with yeah. two oranges over in his eyes. No, I don't remember that at bouncing, all. Bouncing the live ammo off the off the floor of the tank. Okay. That remind that's this is kind of a picture of me for me of the uh, Seahawk War Room, okay. and I, I I think they really need to take a look at how they go about uh, you know grading these guys. It just it's and you know to Gas's point too. I mean, does that coincide with a, a slippage in the in wind? All right, thanks, Kyle. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, yeah, I mean, was that movie reference obscure enough for you? You really cut Kyle loose there, no, pretty I aggressively. No, I don't even. I don't even <laughs> remember what the hell the movie was. Two thousand fourteen sure. draft: Paul Richardson, Justin Britt, Cassius Marsh, Kevin Norwood, Kevin Pierre Lewis, Jimmy Staten, Garrett Scott, Eric Pinkins, Kiero Small. Who do you miss? Nada. Not nothing. No yeah. one. You don't miss a single player that they're no longer on this football team. Hey, we'd all like to point? see him go five for five or eight for eight or whatever and this I year. Get, and you're never going to do it. I get that. Right. But but they've certainly had better ones. If you go back to 11 and 12 and 13, and they were getting guys that were coming and contributing yeah. right, right away. So what's happened? Were they were they just lucky then and they've been unlucky now? Are they not putting the work in? I don't think it's a work ethic thing. No. I don't get the sense they're out there screwing around. Agreed. Agreed. All right, coming up next, your chance to win $50 to John Howie Steak. We asked Brad Adam, who joined us in the 11 o'clock hour from Root Sports, he joins us every Tuesday at 11, a specific question. If you can get that right, you'll get $50 to John Howie Steak. Check in the drive. It's Kimmy Klein. West Bend I-90 at Island Crestway. A crash blocks two right lanes backing you up to the East Channel Bridge. In South Snohomish, there's a crash on Southbound Highway 9. Southbound lanes are blocked at Montessori Road. That's just south of Lowell Larimer. And South 5 into Seattle's heavy from Ravenna. This report brought to you by Compassion International. Sponsoring, sponsoring a child through compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty when you become a Compassion sponsor. Choose your child now at Compassion.com slash radio. Do your part to release a child from poverty today. That's your Sports Radio 950 KJR Traffic. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950 KJR. 
Congratulations to Joe. Joe was the one who called in lunch with listeners and uh, said he was having Captain Crunch, crunching berries. He's going to win our gift card to the... I figure someone who's having uh, cereal for, for lunch could use a nice sandwich from the Other Coast Cafe with their three great locations in Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill. Get yourself... Hey, Joe, if you're listening, the detonator. Get yourself the detonator. You'll thank me later. I, I wouldn't have minded uh, the guy who had a burrito, a bingo, and and, and called me softy. I, I wouldn't have minded that, but I understand. And, you know, we look, we have to make tough decisions here. These are not easy decisions we're being asked to make, and that was a tough one. It's one I personally disagree with, but I respect the toughness of the decision. It's very similar to what we're talking about with the Hawks. Yeah. It's easy for us to sit and disagree. They've got tough decisions to make yeah. starting Thursday. Someone to mention on the text line, a couple of guys I miss. Yeah, Alex Collins. I didn't miss Alex Collins. There you go. That's a that's a that's a uh, that's a draft pick I missed. Spencer Ware, I think, was another one that was thrown out there. Uh, Spencer Ware. Well, yeah, I miss him, but you know, 2015 draft. We talked about Frank Clark and Tyler Lockett. They're still on the team. You know, Terry Poole, Mark Lewinsky, Ty Smith. Yeah. You know, uh, Obum Watchum and Christian Sicoli and Ryan Murphy. I mean, again, I get those guys are, you know, fifth round picks of six, two, six, and a seven. They're not going to make the team, but. I don't know. I mean, I have the 15. I mean, you got two guys. Maybe that isn't a failure to get. And, and it's probably, I'm, that's actually a pretty good draft. You got a starting defensive end who has the ability and looks like he can be really damn good in Frank Clark. And Tyler Lockett, minus the horrific injury, who's a pro bowler, as a special teamer. Right. And he's a nice, he's a nice wide receiver to have in your arsenal. That, that doesn't fit in with some of the other ones we've talked about. No, that's certainly I, better than the other ones. I got to be honest, I could be like nine or eight's victims right now. You could be making up names and I wouldn't be able to tell you if what you were saying. <laughs> You, none of those names you just said may have ever set foot on an NFL practice field. I wouldn't know. You have no idea. I'd have no clue uh, about that. Hey, did That's you so – uh, uh, so, so what we got? The, the Bucks and the Celtics tonight, they're 2-2, two, yeah. two, right? Bucks and Celtics uh, tonight are 2-2. Two, two. NBA two, two. TV at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Heat and Sixers uh, at 5 o'clock on TNT. Philly up three games to one, and the Warriors can finish the Spurs off tonight. Also on TNT at 7.30. And we finally have a seventh game in the first round of the NHL playoffs. Everything else was decided in six or less. A few of them were sweeps. Tomorrow night, Toronto and Boston. And that third period of that game last night, amazingly enough, and this will stun you, I lost interest in the M's. (laughs) It it was like 705 to 2. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to drift away for a few minutes. And I went over, and uh, I forget what was going on in the NBA, but I wasn't. It was Houston, Minnesota, and I, I just don't care. So now I'm like, oh, let's check this. Uh, Columbus and Washington, and Washington seemed to be in pretty good control of that. And I get to Boston, Toronto, and it was the third period of that was thrilling because the Maple Leafs are just trying to hang on and win a game six to force a game seven after they had to win a game five in Boston. They're all of a sudden on the comeback. Uh, this is uh, this should be fun tomorrow night. Let's give away fifty dollars. I like that to the idea. John to uh, John Howie Steak. Of course, Brad Adam joins us every week at eleven o'clock. Thanks to uh, John Howie Steak. So the ninth caller. Why is it always nine? I don't know. The ninth caller, who can be uh, correctly answer. Mm-hmm. When we had Brad on, he was playing golf. Uh, when, and now part of the I can say where he was playing golf, right? That's not part of the answer, right? Well, it is part of the audio. Okay. Oh, yeah. Alright, he was playing golf, but really the key question we're asking. He was through seven holes. At that moment, what was he to par? What was his score? At that moment, mm-hmm. Brad Adam gave us his score, what he was at through seven holes. 
Be the ninth caller with that answer, and you'll win a $50 gift card to John Howie Steak, 286-9595, Phone lines lighten up. Jackson can't have, even control it. Have you ever, uh, just to see the look on Jackson's face, said, okay, 73rd caller with the correct answer? and Because and, I would do that occasionally and say, no, no, we're, I, I want to hear you answer all of these. I want, we're going to go. You and would it, do that. It's fun. It's, it why not? Let's, let's, is, let's keep so. things busy. As he answers, as he gets the ninth phone caller, to answer what was Brad's score through seven holes mm-hmm. at the uh, golf course he was playing today. You asked me about, can you bet on the NFL draft? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Bovada right now. The oh, You want the over-under draft position for Baker Mayfield? Six and a half. Over-under draft position oh, for so Baker I, Mayfield. You're going to take the over or the under? I, I think I'd take the under because there's a lot of heat around him right now, but I, I love that. That yeah. could get me interested in the draft if I was in Vegas and yeah. had that lap, and you're saying, okay, well, let's, let's bet on this and see what happens. Let me, uh, let me bring on Zach, and then uh, and we'll see if he's correct because we do have the, the audio from Brad. Uh, Zach, you were listening earlier today as Brad joined us at 11 o'clock. We, we asked Brad what his score was through seven holes, and the answer is? Uh, Brad and his hair were one over par. Let's go to the tape. You're playing at the Glendale Country Club. You're through seven holes. What, what are we at right now? What's your score to par? Well, I'm probably better than I should be because they're redoing all the traps. So every time you hit in the trap, you just get a free drop. And I, I just throw mine on the green. So, God, yeah. Um, I think I'm like uh, maybe one over, yeah, I think. Maybe one there over. There he is, uh, Brad, or excuse me, Zach. I put you back on hold. Zach got it correct, so he wins a $50 gift card to uh, John Howie Steak. You can that? win a gift card to John Howie Steak uh, every single Tuesday at 1230. All you got to do is listen to the Brad segment at 11 o'clock. Wow, that was loud. I like that. Sorry about that. that what the hell's going on in there? This is your out music. Uh, <laughs> let's see. How about let me give you one more. Uh, do, 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 do. Where is – how many defensive players will be selected in the first round of the NFL? Over 15 and a half, under 15 and a half. I'd go under because everybody, everybody likes to take the sexy offensive guy. I'll go under. Where's the quarterbacks? Quarterbacks, 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 quarterbacks. That should be one of the first things I see. Here we go. Number of quarterbacks selected in round one, over or under five and a half. Under. Under. It's going to be under. It's going to be five, right? We don't, yeah. yeah. We'll look at more of these, I think, coming up uh, tomorrow as we get ready for our big draft coverage starting on Thursday. And at some point this week, gas will unveil mm-hmm. the Gastineau big, big Board. I'll also unveil this for the first time in, in poll question history. Your vote still matters. We cannot declare a winner yet still. at Gasman 206. Give it to me one more time. What book was Michael Bennett reading to kill time during at Seahawks meetings? Very close right now between Gas's Sounders book, Fifty Shades of Grey, and Twilight. The only one that's out of it is Fire and Fury. Nobody wants to read that crap, so it's it's gone. But uh, you could still vote because it's anybody's race at this point way too close to call. Tony Softly sitting in one more day for the mayor of Maple Valley. We'll find out what's happening on his show next. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Tony Softly, man, the guy looks like he could still play football. Gas says as he sees Tony walking down the street, but man. This guy looks like he could beat up everybody in the office. Looks like he's just coming in just to smack everybody around for a few minutes and then just come in here and do a show. I and still kick some ass. Oh, yeah, of course he No can. doubt. <laughs> uh, filling in one more day for uh, Ian. Still, uh, he's still off. He'll be back tomorrow. But So 
listen, there's no one better in this market to have filling in for Ian Furness than Tony Softly. Especially to draft, the draft. draft Especially draft the week. Loving it. Loving it. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, do you know they did a draft this morning for a flag football game? No. The morning show, Chuck and Buck. And I'm pretty sure, you, I think you were the first pick. <laughs> I think so. Of just KJR staff people. KJR staff, yeah. Yeah, the coach. It's a fair question. Is he? Holmgren <laughs> got selected. I, I'm not sure he, really, what's his pedigree? Well, Holmgren is not going to let you. Holmgren is going to intimidate you into playing better because he's just going to look at you with that look. I'm still petrified of him. Yeah, right. Yeah, Every day I see him. There's a few coaches that have that stare. He He still has it. God, he does. He still has it. I believe you were the number one pick. Really? I'm pretty sure. With a bad knee. With a bad knee. But you you could kill anyone here. You know, way way back in the day when Graz and I were doing the show, we had Holmgren on one time. He's the coach of the Seahawks. And we're, you know, it's like, you know, we're a little nervous. Let's make sure we... we got we have something go wrong with the phone system, Uh-oh. and we're like and we're trying and we're fumbling trying to get him on and we punch like three or four buttons and finally the fourth or fifth button we push works. Uh oh! And he's on the air and all you hear is him going, "I'm here! I'm right here! Oh, Can that's... you hear me? I'm here!" Oh. And it's like he's ticked off at us. It yeah. wasn't really our fault, but it was it was not not our best interview. I miss, no patience. I misspoke. <laughs> you were a second round pick, eighth oh. overall. Oh, there you go. Look at, <laughs> look at him. Yeah, you you hey, got mad. Right, right. No, no. A little mad. Hey, I, I can barely walk down this hallway with this left knee, man. I'm, so I, I'm asking Nicholas, like, who was first? If you weren't Millen first? Has to be. It's got to be Hugh, right? If it's yeah, not Millen's Tony, still it's in, Hugh. If, if you're going to play flag football, Millen's still in good enough shape yeah, to win you a game. He can sling it. He can sling I yeah. want to know the seven people that were selected before you. <laughs> I, I really would love to know those individuals who never well, played football uh, minus Hugh. Th- think of the red flags. He's on this show all the time. He's talking about a cocktail and a cigar. If you we're talking red flags this week. It's like, <laughs> softly, he's got all the talent in the world, but there's uh, too many red flags with this guy. Yeah, uh, Hugh was the uh, first overall pick. I, I get that. Has to be. That makes that makes sense. Is is there a we were okay? We're kind of joking around right now, but we were serious earlier. The um, the Baker Mayfield. What's the red flag on Baker Mayfield? Now the old rumors are today that oh Cleveland's going to take him number one overall. I don't. I mean I don't think that's the case. That's just based on because there's always these smokescreen rumors thrown out there. But there's always a red flag for everyone. It doesn't have to be like a a major ding or anything. Right. Could be like oh he's got a knee injury and that he has to play through. But. What's his red flag? His red flag is he, he was arrested for uh, drunken intoxication yeah. and public intoxication, I guess, uh, alluding to uh, running away from police. That That's it. That's really it. He doesn't have – and, you know, he's he's got that um, – Grabbing his crotch on the sideline. Yeah, is that doing I don't, you know, for me, no. It, it, that's that's not a red flag for me. That um, That's just saying that, you know, the guy's a competitor and, he you know, he carries it on his sleeve. You, you can teach him to tone that down. Uh, it's the it's the arrest and the other thing that kind of bothers you a little okay. bit. Okay, you because know? that that's the thing. Wouldn't you? I'm assuming in a, in a professional situation, you bring him in, and your first day you say, "God, that was awesome what you did at college." But you know, this is the pros, and we yeah. don't we don't do a lot of that. Not a lot of crotch grabbing on the sidelines because you're a professional. You play to his sense of. Prof- <laughs> and I, you know, I I think I'd be a hell of a personnel guy. The I more I hear great. myself talk, I think I'm in the wrong place. I should be out with Pete and John. Great, yes. Oh, what do you got uh, coming up on the show today? Other than finding the seven people selected before you in the uh, yeah, I gotta, football I draft that you'll that kill. Out. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna break their neck and break their legs. I'm, uh, we got Levon Coleman on at 120. Uh, let's see, we got um, Marquise uh, Scanlon, the wide receiver from uh, South Florida, six four. Uh, 215 flies. He's he's on there. Seattle's radar, and also Corey Brock. So we, we perfect. Got, we got a lineup. We're you want the go. you want the draft order? 
Hugh draft. was the number one pick. Yeah. Followed by Mike Holmgren. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a big pick you're burning on a guy whose better days may be behind you. Marcus Trufant. There you go. Now I get Trufant. Yeah. How's Truf not ahead of Holmgren? Trufant should be the number one pick. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Uh Terry Holloman. Terry Holloman. Yeah, but Terry's built like a fire hydrant yeah. now. I, I mean, I've seen Terry. If you push Terry over, he couldn't get up like the little kid in Christmas story. <laughs> Still love you, Holly. Bucky. Bucky. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bucky, Bucky drafted but, himself, but probably. But it's a flag football game. They're not blocking. Right. Lowy before Tony Softly, who wow. played college football. That'll, that's an interesting and conversation Chuck, for Adam and I. Chuck and Adam got selected before a man who played college football. Now, who's who put that together? They uh, they they do a draft. I think it's every Tuesday, and they they draft. It's Chuck drafts uh, 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 and Buck, and then Slickhawk and Niner Nate. Wow. Well, Slickhawk was involved. So he always pushes me down. Well, there you go. That's how it goes. The great Tony Softly. He's Yo. number one in our book. There you go. Uh, he's uh, with you from 1 to 3 o'clock, breaking down the NFL draft. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Charles Davis uh, from the NFL Network and Fox Sports will join us for his weekly visit at 11 o'clock. Have a good one. No shirt, no shoes, no ties. Anybody like to smoke some punk? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you, but you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>